you're now listening to well, Project K-Fade. Big meaty man slapping me. <laughs> the most unprofessional professional wrestling and pop culture podcast. Let's rock. Where you listen to our shitty little opinions and you kind of enjoy them. Yeah, paper That's cap. Totally cap. That means lie. This ain't your mommy's podcast. Presented by the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. And here are your hosts, Joe and Quaday. Yo, what's going on, people? Welcome back to Project Kayfabe. Or if you're listening on the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network, this might be your first time being exposed to myself. My name's Joe, and I got with me... My boy Quad A, we take care of Project Kayfabe on the wrestling side of things, and um, we're very happy to be, you know, our first episode on the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network feed. Looking forward to it. Hopefully you like what we're hearing. If you don't like it, it's all right. There's other podcasts you can listen to, but hey, if you like it, feel free to dive in. And like I said, my name's Joe. We are Project Kayfabe. We talk about wrestling news. We talk about basically anything we feel like talking about that's wrestling related. We also do have a pop culture side of things. Some of that content may or may not become on this, like, you know, show up on this feed at some point or not. You could always go check that out on the Project Kayfabe side of things uh, on our feed for any pop culture related stuff. We're going to be doing a lot of different stuff on that feed to still use that. But this will become one of our main wrestling you know, portions of uh, our show. It will be a part of the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. And I've been talking. I've been saying a bunch. But here's my boy, Quade. Quade, what's good? How's it going? How, what, let the people hear you for the first time if this is their first time. Yeah, what's up, everyone? Doing good over here, just chilling, you know, watching a bunch of wrestling. Uh, I mean, that is, you know me, I don't know how to give a good intro, but you know I'm here. I'm just chilling. <laughs> yeah, you know, chilling. You know, this is our, you know, it's going to be a little different now that we're part of the podcast network. So like I, like, you know, I've said it in my last episode, and if you're listening here, you are aware. So you're going to hear episodes all around, you know, Sunday, uh, you know, Sunday, Saturday type deal from, um, the Wrestling Journal and the boys over on that side. And then on, you know, Monday, Tuesday, you'll hear some episodes from From the Top Rope podcast with Gurge. And then, you know, on a Wednesday, Thursday kind of deal, you hear from Project Kayfabe. So you have three episodes a week from three different podcasts, all talking about professional wrestling. You'll be able to check us out on any place you get a podcast at. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you name it, we're on there. So very... Very, very looking forward to all the stuff that has to deal with this network and what we're going to be able to pull up with this. But, uh, anywho, uh, this is Project Kayfabe. Like I said, we are talking about wrestling news for the first time in a while. You know, like, we kind of touch on small pieces here and there. There used to be a part of the show where we'd always talk about a lot of, you know, wrestling news and then talk about, like, any show that we're reviewing. So I think we're going to kind of do that. We're going to do a little bit of the, you know, the rumors, the gossip, all that. And then, you know, touch on a little bit of extreme rules. So it's going to take some time getting into the flow of things as we try to make sure we're providing you with some great content. As well as stuff to, you know, not sound as similar to the things that they'll be talking about on Wrestling Journal. And, you know, checking um, the same thing on, like, From the Top Rope. So we're going to try to find ways to be different. Different but same. Offer different perspectives and all that good stuff. 
Um, so yeah, we'll be able, well, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got Sammy Guevara and Andrade beefing for some bullshit reason. We got, uh, you know, talking about the stuff that happened with Paige, AKA Soraya. You know, it's, I don't even know what her name is half the time because it just, it, the way it's said, the way it's spelt, I don't know, confusing. We'll talk about AEW stuff. We'll talk about WWE stuff and we'll talk about extreme rules before it happens, uh, this Saturday. So with all that being said, let's get into it. So, uh, a lot of shit has been going on, which feels like in the last couple of days, or even just today, there's been such a lot of random stuff going on in pro wrestling, specifically all the drama around Andrade and Sammy Guevara. So, it's no you know, secret that Andrade seems to, you know, want to leave AEW. You know, there's been conversations from other places, from like people on like the AEW side, WWE side, just rumors going around that like, you know, there have been wrestlers who have significant others who are with the WWE that want to go back. And, you know, now with the whole change in regime, you know, now Triple H is leading charge. You know, I, I understand why someone like Andrade, he's not apparently a part of it, but even like someone like, uh, you know, Malachi Black, you know, people like that will want to go back to a WWE just because Triple H is in charge and they were like his boys. Like, you know, Andrade, former NXT champ, had a great run. Same thing with uh, Malachi Black when he was over there as Aleister Black. So I didn't, I, I don't understand. But apparently, you know, Sammy Guevara hasn't liked this. He was talking shit on Twitter. Andrade has been saying his things on Twitter. He keeps using the hashtag free. El Idolo. And then on top of that, on Rampage, which is live this Friday, you know, it's a live Rampage. It's He's going against, Andrade's going against the Dark Order's number 10 loser. Uh, if I, I believe if 10 loses, he has to take his mask off. Was that a thing? Am I wrong yeah. on that? <laughs> yeah, and then if Andrade leaves, he has to leave AEW. So a lot of people are saying, oh, it's either going to be a work and like Andrade does win. So then, you know, they're just playing on the fact that Andrade, quote unquote, wants to leave. Or then, you know, Andrade does actually leave off of this. But, you know, back to where this all happened. So on Twitter, we'll go through the tweets, uh, you know, on Twitter, fucking, you know, Sammy's Guevara is going a little crazy for no fucking reason. Um, so he goes, you are a jobber, a favor hire, be grateful, bitch. And that was like, you know, that was last night at 10 o'clock. And then Andrade responds at nine o'clock in the morning today. Not even, you know, and today's Tuesday, by the way, we have NXT on in the background. Uh, it's nine o'clock and, you know, you got Andrade going, I said it to your face. If you had a problem with me and you said nothing. I will beat your ass because I'm a prof- I won't beat your ass because I'm a, refresh- a professional. Don't be scared. When I say something, I name names and I'm not scared to get fired. Hashtag Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first tweet. And just when I saw that, I, you know, I'm like, damn, he basically said fuck around and find out is basically what Andrade said. You got a problem. You deal with me. Stop going to Twitter. But they're both arguing on Twitter. And then, you know, I thought it was, I thought that was going to be it. I didn't think Sammy Guevara was going to respond, but he fucking did. But before we get to that, what do you think so far? I just think it's, um, it's more unnecessary drama within the AEW organization. You know, I, I, first of all, I, I don't even know this is real. like, part of me want to be like, all right, this is no way this is real. There's no way Andrade. First of all, no one likes Sammy in that company, it seems like. <laughs> Fake or not, like, people just seem not to like the guy. Um, but 
I would hope it's. I would just, just like for the sake of AEW, I hope it's fake because there's no reason why you should have two wrestlers arguing over Twitter. There's no reason. And I saw Ricky Starks tweeted, "Can my coworker just shut up?" And he deleted. I'm just like, he should have left it up because honestly, they all should just probably shut up at this point. Just like, just deal with it, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's just fucking ridiculous. And that's why it's like, you know, this one guy on Discord, he's like, ah, don't work yourself into a shoot, brother. But, like, you know, someone, he did, this person even said, oh, aren't Sammy and Andrade supposed to have a match? They they don't. They don't have a match lined up, which is, like, the part of, like, yeah, it's like, is how real is this if they're fucking beefing and they don't have a feud going on? Like, tomorrow night on Dynamite, you got Andrade... Uh, he's not. He doesn't have a match. He's on Rampage going against you know Dark Order's number ten, and then you got Sam McVara tagging with Jericho to go against Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia. So it is confusing on why they're beefing. If it would be a work, you know, like that's that's the part that's confusing. And then this next tweak makes uh, makes it even more you know feel a little bit more genuine, more real. I don't know. Uh, Sammy Guevara goes, you didn't say shit to me, you liar, but here's some truth, you ungrateful prick. You would be jobless if it wasn't for your dad-in-law. Are you really mad at me or you're mad at yourself for failing to get over for a second time? Just go back to WWE like we all know you want to do and fuck off. (laughs) I mean, coughing a little bit. Um I mean, just like the way he's going blatant, like shooting right at him, like right at him like that, like that just like that doesn't feel like a work. But you know what the fuck, man? Like you know, I Sammy Guevara, very very talented wrestler. Same thing with Andrade. I think Andrade is a little bit, you know, ha- people like him a lot more, you know, especially because Sammy Guevara got go home heat from the crowd, and it seems like backstage. So like. You know, seeing that, it's like, dude, he he's shooting, he's he's shooting fire at Andrade. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> he definitely came at him like, which is just funny because like, like I said, no, no, I'm pretty sure no one really likes this guy, but it just makes me wonder, like, all right, does Andrade really want to leave AEW? Or is it just like a whole like bad storyline? Because why are you having a match on the on TV? Like, if you if Andrade loses, he leaves AEW. Like, to me, it just seemed like. As I had Tony Khan just being like, all right, let's try to book real life stuff into a storyline, which I think is stupid. Um, or they just don't know what they're doing. <laughs> like, honestly, like, or just, and rather just, and Sam just have like random beef out of nowhere that doesn't even seem to make any sense right now. Like, aren't they both heel? <laughs> which is also, yeah, that's thing. the other thing. That's why it's like I'm trying to figure out, like, why would this possibly become a future storyline if they're both heel unless they turn Andrade face? Because they ain't going to – Sammy Guevara was face for a little bit, and I did not like that, but then he turned heel again. Um, and then the, it just makes no sense. You know, if you're going to – I don't get it. Like, if Andrade really wants to leave, I'm confused how they're trying to incorporate this into, you know, a possible story. And then at the same time, it's like, okay – why are you letting your wrestlers like fucking verbally abuse each other on Twitter? <laughs> you know, you, you already got a lot of bad press for all the shit CM Punk's doing. And now you got all these wrestlers on Twitter talking all their shit, which may or may not be real. And then, you know, like, so, like this guy at Seahawk, he said it like, uh, he, he like his name's Cam Cameron. He's like, yo, like Vince McMahon wouldn't let this shit happen. He's not trying to, you know, suck any, you know, he's not trying to be like, Hey, Vince McMahon, 
you know, is the best thing ever. But, like, I don't think Vince would let this shit slide, no matter how many times we've seen this crazy shit been going on. And, you know, I, I would like real life to come into my wrestling. Like, you know, it's a shame that they might, they might not be able to make any money off of CM Punk beefing with the elite in real life. Because that would be smart just to get some money out of that. But this is just a bunch of random bullshit. And then, you know, I saw Andrade did respond to that tweet. He says, okay, I'm a liar, laughing emoji. See you on Wednesday. And I'll tell you to your face again. And nothing you say that you do do not and nothing you say that you do not have a problem any problem. Yeah, all right. I thought I was just reading that wrong. It just didn't make <laughs> any sense. Um and then Jose, the, the assistant, he did re uh he quote tweeted what Andrade said about, you know, he he went to Sammy's face and all that. And then so Jose the assistant goes, I was there and confirmed this, this incident happened. Uh, Andrade El Idolo gave an honest interview about his thoughts on AEW, his upcoming Rampage match uh, with his AEW career on the line and more. Good thing, uh, quotations are in parentheses, no one in AEW can translate Spanish to English uncensored. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this, this is a very interesting moment in AEW for, you know, just lately what the fuck's been going on with CM Punk and the Elite. Now you got Andrade and Sammy. Just before that, you had Sammy and Eddie, you know, and Eddie Kingston doesn't like half of AEW anyway. (laughs) Like, you know, there's a lot of fucking internal beef going on. And I remember I saw something going around on Twitter. I don't know how recent it was or not, but Tony Combs is saying, oh, the the AEW roster is the most stable it's ever been. Yeah, Yeah, fucking right it is. Yeah. The fact that he said that right before the Andrade and Sammy situation, just like, he can't catch a break. I feel bad for him. Yeah, it, it, it sucks to say, like, you know, Tony Khan, well, he does have a lot of problems, you know, in terms of how the fuck he runs a show and how he's managing things. You know, he's AEW's still an amazing product, and it sucks that there's so many red flags hidden behind all of this. And, you know, Sammy Guevara, while he's a tremendous wrestler, he brings a lot of heat backstage and in person, you know, just thinking about like how the crowd hates him. And I personally dislike him because, you know, I still can't get over that. He proposed to his girlfriend of seven years or eight years, <laughs> then to be a, one year later to be married in, in real life to Ty Mello. Like it's fucking ridiculous. And then, you know, he has all the heat. They're making it now into like, you know, they're making that profitable in a way to hate Sammy uh, Guevara by, you know, having him be, such a I don't even know what to call it just you know making out with Ty Mello on on TV every day uh this was a related story in a way because it still revolves around Sammy Guevara I'm pretty sure because it's being uh she tweeted about it Ruby Soho got back from uh, you know she underwent surgery for her broken nose but I'm pretty sure that stems from her match at all out yeah she said it was from all out uh, when fucking Sammy Guevara dropped her on her face or basically on her neck, I'm pretty sure her nose, no, her nose broke from the super kick that she got from Ty Mello. But also, Sammy Guevara dropped that woman on her damn neck and it did not look good. Yeah, I, I thought she would have like had neck injuries. She's lucky she only came up with a broken nose from that. <laughs> like, honestly. Yeah. All, all like, you know, great to know that Ruby Soho is going to be, you know, hopefully, you know, healing and eventually get back there just so we could have more women on this roster because i like or at least you know women that can wrestle and be used i don't know 
but Sammy Guevara is the main part of all the problems right now lately in AEW just over the last couple of days. And, you know, in the past too of Eddie Kingston, Tony Khan just can't really manage the ship at the moment, which sucks for him and, you know, sucks for us. Yeah. Like, he, he, like I said before, like I said, that's what he's part of the reason why I don't like, why I'm starting to like, like enjoy watching come because a lot of things that come back, like that's happening, comes back to how he imagined his people, how he imagined his company, his workers, like having brawls, people calling people and during scrums. This is like on Twitter. You got to figure like, 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 Vince is a horrible person. Let's get that straight. I won't put that put that out there, but like someone said, you wouldn't really see this happen in WWE, like with people publicly beefing for like no reason. So something, you know, he got time to ship somehow, you know. Like for real, like this is this is not looking good. This is looking pretty fucking rough out there, and it's just like now with WWE being a option again, Tony Khan needs to get his shit together. Like, you know, like, I think people have been saying it lately. I know it was it was kind of mentioned on the Wrestling Journal. It was mentioned on From the Top Rope in their past couple episodes. But, like, the honeymoon phase is kind of is fading away from AEW. You know, for the longest time, even when AEW could do wrong, people were, you know, we, we get amazing matches. We get amazing feuds. We get cool surprise, like, debuts and stuff. But I feel like the honeymoon phase is kind of, kind of over of AEW now it's like all right AEW this is your time to really show us what you got and keep up with WWE because WWE is really entertaining right now like I haven't watched the last two Raws because I've been busy but I've been wanting to not be spoiled you know normally I'd be like eh, if I get spoiled you know it is what it is mm-hmm. but now it's like I'm trying to go out of my way to like watch a quick version of like what's on like go to this moment, see if there's going to, like, uh, when I come back home, just to see what I missed. Like, try to not go on Twitter during that time. And that's how I would feel about AEW. And lately, it's like, eh, AEW, it's okay. You know, it's right now, I, like, it's still a great product, but compared to WWE, what they're doing, you know, they got us interested in a white rabbit, and they haven't even showed it on TV yet. Right. <laughs> like, they have us people interested off of a QR code and some website stuff, so... Kudos to them. You know, if AEW could do something like that one day, that would be cool too. But, yeah, you know, I'm just – for me, it's just a waiting game of just, like, waiting for them to just find their identity again. Because I feel like there's, like, a loss of identity. Not even like, – I don't care who they sign. They could sign 100 XW people. I don't care because that's, like, irrelevant to me because, you know, at the end of the day, you need talent. So, of course, you're going to sign them. Um, but they still don't – they're still missing, like, to me – what distinctly makes Ada feel special in 2019 and just like whatever that is, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. I, I'm not a booker. I wish they could find it again, you know? Cause I want to enjoy it. You know, I want to be a fan of the product and like want to tune in every Wednesday and heck, even every Friday. You know, I probably won't, but at least let me feel like I want to. Yeah. Like, you know, I still enjoy tuning in every Wednesday. I do wish Fridays were a little bit more enjoyable. I think I might try and go out of my way to watch. Actually, no, I'll be busy Friday. But, like, <laughs> you know, that's the problem. It's like, you know, Friday's right. such a it's busy the worst time. time. It's the worst time slot. Especially it's 10 o'clock, and if you're already watching SmackDown, but I haven't lately that much anyway. I've watched a little bit. Um, it's, a, it's a hard time slot to be on. But they need to, you know, they, they, they still the feeling's still there, but not as strong. It's still, like, I'm going to watch Raw and dynamite that's my two things and if i miss them i try my best not to get spoiled but 
Tony Khan right now, this is his time to really become, you know, wake up because you got people that are once their contracts are over, they're like, oh, wait a second. And I remember Hunter treated me a lot nicer or, you know, Hunter used me to an ability that like I was able to be a big name in NXT and whatnot. And now that he runs main shows, he could be a, I could be a big name there. Like think about it. There had to have been something that, you know, like Johnny Gargano, Everyone was waiting for Johnny Gargano to go to, to AEW. And, of course, because of his relationship with Hunter and all that, he went back to the WWE. He went to WWE, and now he's on the main roster. And he's probably going to have a lot of cool moments in the in the near future. So I definitely think this is Tony Khan's time to make sure he doesn't fuck up anymore, get a hold of the roster, and, you know, make this shit happen. Yeah, man. This is, this is the time to just recapture the lightning in the bottle figure like whatever it is and i don't think i'll be honest i don't think john mox is the answer <laughs> but i think mjf could be the answer to starting like a lot of of like just recapturing um the spirit of aw because mjf is aw at this point you know so we're the perfect guy to kind of lead them into that next path yeah i mean i saw i forgot who tweeted this out but it would be really cool if MJF does, in fact, win the title. I mean, it, everyone's been kind of waiting for it to happen, but now it's, like, definitely even more important. And I saw someone say, how cool would it be, you know, MJF has a title. Make, give it, maybe he has a year-long run with the title. Like, he's fucking just going through it, doing the best work he can. And then I saw someone say, at winter is coming, 2023, right before, you know, he's going to, quote-unquote, maybe leave the company. Um Someone goes and, you know, has a feud with him to try and save AEW from MJF and leaving with the title. And someone was like, mm. make it Ricky Starks. I'm like, yeah, that would be sick. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be fire. Uh, I'm very interested to see where it's at. M- MJF is an inter- integral. I might have used that wrong. But a very important part of AEW. I might have pronounced it wrong. Um, and so is, like, John Moxley. And, you know, I, I'm happy that John Moxley's champ. You know, it's okay if he doesn't have the title all the time. Um, but he's also, like, he's, like, the ace of that company. He's the main guy right now. But NJF could be a little bit in the spotlight in a bit. And who knows? Maybe they'll actually keep him before he goes to WWE <laughs> if that were to happen. Like, I don't know. Like, MJF. He's always keeping it straight kayfabe, but maybe he does really want to stay with AEW. Who knows? <laughs> I feel like he does. I feel like he's just playing on the show now at this point. I think I think Ricky Starks is more likely to leave than him at this point. Well, it's my, it's my dream of Ricky Starks leaving. But... I was going to say, what makes you say that? But now that makes sense. <laughs> it's, it's your dream, dream of him leaving. Yeah. Like, I agree. Like, he would probably do really well. I mean, that's the thing. Like, he should be a bona fide star wherever the fuck he is. And right now is the perfect time to, you know, start getting getting him to where he needs to be to hopefully become world champion i mean i'd give him the title now but he's still like they haven't built him up enough for that yet yeah i mean he just had his feud with you know uh oh why, why am i forgetting oh powerhouse hops there you go he just had that feud with powerhouse hops is it it's officially done now i would um, like to think i, I, would, I have no clue I didn't watch the last match that they had. I still never seen it. On Rampage. Yeah, that was that Rampage yeah. Grand Slam. It was a good time, but technically they wouldn't. Like, he needs a rubber match because now they're one and one. Tired, I did yeah. see they uh, apparently AW just filed a trademark for. They're saying it's for Powerhouse Hobbs and it's the Monstar, which I don't understand why this is. I don't a thing. know what that means. <laughs> 
I own the only monsters I know are from uh, from Space Jam. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but that was something I saw there. Another AEW related thing. So this is actually something um, Joey from uh, the Wrestling Journal is ringing up on Discord, and people were saying at first that this might have been. Uh, this tweet that Sammy Guevara put out about, you know, you were a jobber, you're, you're a favor hire, be grateful, bitch. People were saying that that tweet might have originally been for Sean Spears, who apparently posted on Twitter and then later deleted it. He put a goodbye gift. Yeah. Uh, and he deleted that gift. So apparently there's no confirmation whether or not if Sean Spears is leaving AW, but, you know, tweeting goodbye to, just then to, you know, delete it. You know, people are saying, what if Sean Spears is leaving? His contract is, um, you know, could expire and then he could just be done. And who knows what happens? Uh, apparently, both sides didn't reach an agreement for a new deal yet. I 100% forgot he works there. Now I'm be honest with you. I forgot about him. I mean, he's ta- I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's taking time. I'm pretty sure he's taking time off because Peyton Royce is pregnant or already had the baby. Oh, so, yeah. so I know that's why he's not around for the most part. But it would, be in, yeah. it, it would be interesting to see what happens. I don't think he'd be done with wrestling. I know he's really loving doing Twitch right now with Tyler Breeze. But, you know, Sean Spears is someone who's been around the company for so, like, who's been in wrestling for so long. Like, he's tag team partners with Cody at, like, OVW. He was, uh, he was, uh, the guy that got super, was, I think it was Stan, it was what he, who his name was, when he got super kicked by Shawn Michaels back in DX. Like, been around for a long time, and, you know, Ty Dillinger really got a lot of people happy at, at like, NXT, just yeah. for him to then become a jobber at WWE, like, on the main roster. And then when he became an AW, I was, like, looking forward to seeing what happened, and then when he did that crazy chair shot to Cody Rhodes, I'm like, Holy crap, like there's the, the chairman, you know, there's a lot to go with. But eventually, like, you know, unfortunately with how deep their roster goes and also how bloated AEW is, Sean Spears had moments, but never anything that would like be bigger than like almost anything he did in NXT kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he had he had that cool well, it wasn't cool, but he came in hot though, like with the whole Cody feud and then like after that, I just don't really know what he was with MGF for a while, and then the Pinnacle was just a thing that should never existed. Yeah, you know, he kind of, he kind of, I feel like he brushed, I feel like he met his ceiling in AEW. Like, I don't think there's anything else he could have done more than that. Like, he's not like a, like, I don't think you give him the TNT towel. I feel he's done what he could do, honestly. I feel like he's maybe needs to be one of those guys that like goes to impact and like develops a bigger character. <laughs> Cause like, I feel like a lot of people do end up going to impact and there's more to them. Like for example, Steve Macklin, who was a part of the, mm-hmm. what was it? The forgotten for WWE with like, mm-hmm. he was part of that stable with Gunner <laughs> and <laughs> It made no sense for him to go to AEW because, like, what was he going to do there? Or, like, even if he would, he would have probably, like, just become a guy in the background. But because he's now in Impact, he's really drawn out his character. He's, like, a main main star in Impact right now from what I'm seeing. Like, he's feuding with Sammy Callahan and Moose right now. So maybe Sean Spears, he goes to Impact and he could develop more as, like, 
a character and get out there. Maybe he could just be a big name and impact and other indies and whatnot. And that's not a bad way for his, for him to go in terms of leaving AEW and what else is there. Cause who knows, maybe he'd be like a good mid card talent for, you know, WWE's main roster, but like, you know, used main talent. Cause he could wrestle. Like he's not a bad wrestler. It's just like, what else is there for him? if they don't like find ways to make them a main eventer too. Cause that's the other thing. Like you got to make yourself a main eventer, but at the same time, like is your boss going to make you get you those opportunities? And I don't feel like he was ever really given those opportunities in AEW because of how bloated they are. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good point too. Like he, he is definitely someone I could probably see in like impact or just like, I don't know, maybe do a GCW run or something like just something that could like re, Juvenile his name and then just like maybe go back to like I don't know like doing like some small stuff or you just stay impact you know I'm surprised they they wouldn't keep him though for if he did leave like wouldn't at least keep him for ROH whatever that is if that even is gonna become a thing at this point yeah I mean they were supposed to have the whole Tully Blanchard like stable I don't think he was attached to it. But, like, they had a whole stable going on. Brian Cage, Jonathan Grisham was no longer a part of it. Yeah. I think Jay Lethal was supposed to be a part of it, but maybe not. I don't fucking know. But it'll be interesting to see also what happens on that ROH because, like, they could have probably made, like, uh, Sean Spears a big guy there or at least an important character for ROH. But, well, I don't know. But he's out. Uh, to another AEW. I feel like I've just only been mentioning AEW stuff, but we'll get to WWE when we're breaking down, uh, you know, all of Extreme Rules or just talking about somewhere what we're looking forward to. Um, Dan Lambert, actually, I forgot totally about him, which is very interesting, um, because he was like kind of always on the show every fucking week. But uh, apparently, Dan Lambert was on where it was he was on the Chris Van Vliet podcast and he was talking about working with Chris Jericho and like you know how he loves working and being a heel he talked about American Top Team and he talks about like every time he went out his goal was to you know just be the hate most hated person there um and he also stated like he felt like he wanted to you know like stay like leave AEW before he got too stale because he thought he was getting stale there eventually he thought like you know they were having him a little too much it felt like you know mm. which is fair because i feel like people are getting tired out of dan lambert i do like dan lambert i think he provided something very interesting to pro wrestling but at the same time some of his things are a little more chauvinistic when he was like feuding with brandy for some reason and you know i, I it, it sucks that you know right now there's nothing going on with Scorpio Sky. There's not, uh, Ethan Page technically has this whole, you know, the firm, and he's going to try and go for the All-Atlantic title. And then you got, and you know, there's the other thing. Where the fuck is, like, uh, Paige Van Vliet? <laughs> pa- I mean, Va- Van Vliet. Paige Van Zant. Where the hell is she at? I forgot about her. Then then, then they signed her to a contract, too? She's signed. She's on their roster. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well... She just disappeared. I mean, she just opened up an OnlyFans, so <laughs> so all power to that. Go check it out for a free three day trial. <laughs> but um, you know, it's it's so interesting. Like, I didn't hate his time there. I did like you know when we went to Grand Slam. Like when he brought out like Jorge Masvidal, even though Jorge Masvidal I hear is apparently a piece of shit in real life. Like 
I thought those were all cool yeah. things and feuding with the inner circle and all that. Like there was some cool stuff that was going on, but yeah, Dan Lambert said he, you know, he kind of wanted to leave before he was getting a little too stale. But it would be interesting to see when they bring him back, especially with Paige Van Zant technically being a part of the roster and they're not doing anything with her. Um, and like, I don't know. I didn't hate it. I could say I didn't hate that time of him de- being a part of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought he was a good a good part of the show. Like, he was funny. Like, he obviously brought heel heat, and you know, and like when he first showed up, I was just confused. Like, why is this guy here? Why is he just like shitting on the product? I was just so confused. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't mind I don't mind him at all. But so I, I, but I could also respect you know some people just know when they got walk away to like not become stale and then come back and people will appreciate them when they come back. So like kudos to him for like realizing that so that when he does come back, you know, people will be like, oh, okay, this is cool again, you know? Yeah. I mean, the dude's a, he's a real wrestling fan. That's another thing too. It's nice that like, while well, he built himself in the world of MMA, he's like an actual wrestling fan. So that's always helpful to know when someone you're working with actually cares about it or, you know, knows about it. So he knows like, when the fuck they get out of there. Cause like, yeah, they were like, eventually they were just also like a jobber ass fucking group to begin with, you know, it sucks, but they did bring some cool moments. Like Ethan page had some great opportunities because of it. Not as big as I would like Ethan page to be. Cause I think Ethan page has a lot of potential. Scorpio sky became a TNT world champion because of all that. So they definitely was some good relationships or good things that came out of him being with Dan Lambert. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. It is very interesting having NXT on in the background while we record this. I just saw Veer Mahan show up on NXT. The Bruising Brutes are going for the NXT titles tonight. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing, but I'm interested now that technically, I guess this is the NXT of old now with Hunter back in the helm, or at least, like, you know, they won't have Vince's ear all the time on them. I didn't even know Veer is still around. <laughs> I thought there was a guy right in by now. Why would they get rid of him? I don't know. That was like a Vince project, so I thought you was Triple H didn't really care. I mean, it, I guess it is, but when you got the guy who literally, like, they have a Disney movie made on Veer Mahan, I think they're going to try and use Veer Mahan. <laughs> this should, yeah, that's a good point. This should, this should, this should really, like, start rubbing, rubbing that in. Like, guy really has a freaking Disney movie. Like, use him. <laughs> Yeah, like, it literally was a movie made about his life, like, about him being a baseball player and all that. So, it would be interesting to see. Now they have maybe NXT. Maybe he needs a little NXT time on him because I will say I don't really remember where Veer came from besides, you know, being with Jinder and and Shanky. But uh, I wouldn't mind if they gave Veer Mahan, like, an NXT run where he actually got to, like, get comfortable doing what he wants to do. Like, you know, whether it's developing this beast of a character or just in better you know bettering his ring work or whatever the hell they want to do i i like his i like his look i think wwe hasn't had monsters in a while like you know like the umagas or like the canes or just like the guys that come out there and fucking wreck you like they had braun but then i feel like just the way braun is it's different now even now it's a little different but um i would like them to go back to having those some of those guys that did just tear you apart and, you know, they're a big contender for the world title eventually against some baby face, like the whole John Cena Umaga thing. Looking back at it, I really did enjoy it. Same thing with, like, some of the great colleague John Cena stuff. It could be interesting, depending on how you want to go with Veer. 
You know, you can maybe make him the sophisticated, like, fucking brute. Because he does have a cool swag to him that he shows on social media. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's that's true, too. Yeah, he does have, like, a different type of swag on, like, social media. So that definitely could work out. Yeah. So, I mean, with, with NXT now, especially that they're it's confirmed that they're going to be taking indie stars again. I mean, they're black. They're back to black and gold. I mean, sure, the it doesn't look like the old dark pit that they used to have, but NXT 2.0 is gone. NXT Black and Gold is back. What do you think? What are you What are you hoping for? I'm hoping that with Black and Gold NXT, that um, I just hope that it, hey, with the roster they got right now, of course, they're not going to get like the classic takeover matches. But what I would like to see them do at least is like. The period to NXT I was really that I really enjoyed the most was like right when it started up until like a year or two afterwards, and I think that this roster can kind of recapture that still at NXT, which was like a good period for them. Like you had your your Neville's, your Sami Zayn's, you had freaking Bolt Dash was actually kind of good, you know. That type of era of NXT was really good, so I think they could actually do that right now um, because they kind of had no choice since they don't really have the indie talent that they once did or like they have indie talent out there but they don't have the big names anymore i guess um but you have some people out there maybe like a titus alexander that could get signed or like a um i'm sure there's more people out there that i'm just blanking on (laughs) i mean they could always get blake christian back again you know whoever who knows maybe this indie talent tony deppin like they have potential and i think now like they'll especially they'll try to do it because the thing about that NXT that made it you know profitable for them or you know a fun time was people want to watch the product also because like real wrestling fans knew who a lot of these people were. So when they eventually got rid of it to what it is now, where like they have you know their mixed bag of like people like you know indie talent and homegrown talent. It's still like, you know, people watch NXT, but not to the same caliber. But hopefully now bringing back, you know, indie stars and people who are passionate about wrestling, this will make more eyes on the product. Like, I got it on the background right now, and I think I'm going to give it a a view for the next, at least until the end of the year. They have me until January to see what they're going to (laughs) do. Because right now, it's a long time, but I don't think change is going to happen immediate, which is Mm -hmm. the thing. Like, you know... It'll it'll take a little bit before that I could feel comfortable with this product, so I'm gonna give it a good, good try, a good hurrah. But um, I'm excited just to see, you know, with indie talent becoming a thing now, it's black and gold. You know, I, I kind of wish they would change the NXT logo back to the old one, just because this current one still is ugly to me. Yeah. And the N and the and the X, I mean the N and the T, those are two. They're they're stretched out way too big. It's not supposed to look like this. Uh, Chris from Tiger Driver, he he had a whole rant about that, but uh, you know it's uh, it's incredible. I know some people, you know, do you can't talk about Tiger Driver? They're technically canceled, but <laughs> you know it, it, I, he's still a good guy by my books. Who had a lot of go a lot of shit going on with him, but one thing he he always kept he was very adamant about is how stupid the NXT logo became because of how ungraphic design like it didn't it doesn't follow graphic design rules. That's the problem. <laughs> it does look ugly, so I can't even complain about that. Yeah. But uh anywho, I won't go into the Tiger Driver stuff. I feel like that would be an interesting conversation to have, but it's okay. I don't think enough people care about it, but I will say I still endorse the brand and uh hopefully it'll come back one day. I missed uh, the tweets, so 
Yeah, the tweets were quality, man. Like, Chris, I give it to him. He produced a lot of quality tweets on his Twitter and on the Tiger Driver Twitter, all the playlists they were making. Sure, there became a big issue with the merch, which led to him kind of doing this hiatus right now. But the merch was good while it was being produced. You know, I still got uh, got some merch that hopefully one day I'll see. Now, I know the guy. and I, I believe one day he'll make it happen, but we'll, we'll see what happens. So I don't know. Anywho, without going into that, I do want to talk about Extreme Rules just a little bit. Uh, I don't want to kind of give a whole breakdown of it all because I know the other two podcasts have. And we'll probably give a review about it next week. So we're gonna, I, I want to talk about what you're looking forward to the most about this show. Um, and same with I'll do the same. And I just want to do say, I think this might be, I'm very excited for Extreme Rules because I, over the last couple of years, Extreme Rules was probably one of the most disappointing things every year because for being called Extreme Rules and from being, it started being a thing because of ECW One Night Stand. It was (laughs) ECW One Night Stand for a couple of years, then it went to Extreme Rules and then it became what it is now, where it was like, or what it is before this upcoming one, where they put like an Extreme Rules match, a No Holes Bar match, a street fight, and they're all the same fucking thing. And right. they were in like most of the matches didn't have a stipulation behind it. Maybe it had one or two matches had it, but like even those matches that did have the stipulation, they weren't they weren't that great. The horror show extreme rules that we had two years ago where Braun went against the Fiend was so bad. Uh, I mean, it was it's been rough, but we have a stacked card. Every match has a stipulation. Sure, the WWE undisputed world heavyweight titles are not on the line, but we got an I quit match. We got a strap match. We got a fight pit match with Daniel Cormier showing up. We got a woman's ladder match. We got an extreme rules match. We got a Donnybrook match. Like this card got stipulations up the ass, and I'm looking forward to all that. Yeah, this match this, this is gonna be a good pay per view. Like just like this pay per view reminds me of a takeover because one there's only six matches so so far i'm assuming it might stay that way if it doesn't then cool but takeovers are known for you know those short six five card matches that all deliver and like looking at the card like i don't see a bad match <laughs> like i really don't like every match here is probably gonna slap like on paper it should slap so i'm assuming maybe drew maybe drew and cross maybe the only match kind of like a eh, but it's a strap match so i don't think you, you can't even really mess that up either so like I don't yeah. think that I don't think that'll be bad. I think because they're two heavy hitters, I think it'll just be a fucked up match. Like it'll be a match where you're like, "Oh, that's rough. Oh, that looks like it hurts." And I, I, I'm looking forward to that too. I'm not looking forward to forward to it the most, but I am looking forward to see what they'll do with Karrion Cross now that he'll be on the main roster under Triple H. And I don't think he'll actually lose this match either because Drew could lose and he'll be fine. It'll be mm-hmm. fucked up if Karrion loses this yeah, one because this is like his first big match. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Bailey and Bianca. That's gonna be Bailey and Bianca is, is one I'm looking forward to. Kind of like a good ladder match, but I'm most looking forward to like Riddle and Seth Rollins because like their last match was really good. But this fight pit is gonna be like fight pit matches are fun, so I'm looking forward to that. With, and with DC in there. I hope he gets physical. I know he probably won't, but I hope he punches someone. I hope he punches Riddle. <laughs> yeah, funny. I'm very interested to see. With DC being involved, I keep seeing the rumors, but it only makes sense for it to be a rumor. But DC versus Brock Lesnar probably at like That'd some big crazy. fucking show. Yeah. Like that they could easily put that on the Saudi show. 
But yeah. I am very interested to see what's going to go on with the fight pit. I'm happy that that's getting on to the main roster. Same thing with War Games. Like, dude, Triple H, like, with this whole regime, like, he has a lot of different things that he'll just be bringing on. Has Byron Saxon always been on NXT? Huh. Nope. Random. <laughs> yeah, random thought I just had just by looking at that. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not Vic Joseph who's yeah, there. Say, well, who is this? <laughs> that's yeah. Like, that's some clone. Yeah. <laughs> this reminds me of, oh, I forgot which, which <laughs> match it was last year during NXT that, like, it was Beth Phoenix, Wade, and Vic Joseph on commentary, but the people at the table were definitely oh, not yeah. Vic Joseph <laughs> and Beth Phoenix. But I don't know who the fuck that is. And Brian Saxon being on there, I'm like, wait a second. I thought Brian was on Raw. So interesting to see what they're doing there. Um, anywho, back to Extreme Rules. Uh, I'm looking forward to, I agree, Bailey and, and Bianca. That should be a heater just because if it's anything like their Hell in the Cell match they had, this is going to be a fun time. I think I'm really looking forward to uh, Finn Balor and Edge or probably a little bit more the good old-fashioned Donnybrook. The Brutes versus the Imperium? That's going to go pretty fucking wild. I'm imagining they're going to fuck each other up crazy. Like, I, I'm very excited. I hope this Friday Sheamus ends up winning the IC title. But I don't know what they're going to do. But Sheamus is ready for it. Sheamus and the Brutes are one of, like, the things that are to cheer for the most right now. So it would be very interesting to see what happens here. But I think that match, like... You know, it's called the good old-fashioned Donnybrook, and that's basically saying extreme rules, but I think they're going to fight all over the arena. Yeah, this match is going to slap. I know the last Donnybrook match, I think it was, what, Sheamus and Drew, and that was really good, too. So, yeah, this is that's that's going to be wild. Like, Sheamus and, and the crazy thing that that match is going to happen the day after Sheamus versus Walt, uh, Gunter, too, which is... Probably gonna be really good too, so that's gonna be wild. Someone's gonna get, someone's gonna die in these two days. <laughs> One. Yeah, like expect Walter, uh, Gunther, <laughs> and Sheamus not to wrestle for the next like week or week yeah. and a half, just because they're gonna need to ice their bodies for days. Like, like I know knowing Sheamus, that man will probably go into have a match on like fucking Monday Night Raw, you know, <laughs> but like. Probably should take a little break after these two matches because they they are fucking giving receipts to one another like crazy. And it's not because like they're hitting each other hard and they're upset. Probably just because that's why they want to beat the fuck out of each other. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, there's five, six matches, five matches. You said, yes, yeah, six. Yeah, looking forward to it all. And then, I mean, the biggest thing, and I'm going to have to keep, because I'm going to a wedding. I think you said you're not going to be able to watch Extreme Rules either during the time <laughs> it's live. But I'm going to freaking Chris Rock show, yeah. That's right. So I'm going to have to, like, mute Twitter and just, like, try and get the chance to watch this at some point while I'm hanging out with Lauren and her parents and her family. I'm hoping that since the wedding, like, we got to be there at 11. I'm hoping by, like, 6, we're back. Like, you know, like yeah. I would like to, but that I, I know we're going to have to like interact and stuff afterwards, but I would just like to sit down and watch Extreme Rules. Cause I'm actually very excited for this show. And I think this will be a show that I, I normally over the last couple of pay-per-views in the last couple of months, I skim through what I want to watch. You know, I, I fast forward to the important things, but I feel like every match on this card will be interesting to watch. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, even Liv Morgan Ronda Rousey, like that, the, the build for Liv Morgan Rousey has been good because Liv is like doing mad extreme stuff. So 
That should be fun too. Like I'm, I'm just looking forward to everything here. This is gonna be good. I'm yeah, just, I'm exactly. Watch live. Yeah, like I literally get. I'm gonna turn off Twitter. I'm gonna turn off like Discord just because if I get like spoiled, like would it be the worst thing in the world? No, but it'll then make my interest to watching the full match a little bit less just because I already know what's happening. And plus, we might have the fiend show up. Like, oh, I'll forget about that. <laughs> like, 90% chance the Fiend shows up. 95, you know, Fiend, Bray Wyatt, whatever he wants to be considered at this character or whatever it is. But I don't know, you know, when he's going to pop out or her, whoever's popping out. But, like, I also, like, this was kind of mentioned on the Wrestling Journal podcast. I don't know when would be the best time to like bring him out. Like who would he, would he just show up out of nowhere at the end of the show? Or who is he going to like, who's he going to fuck with to kind of bring, like be his first person he's with. I'm thinking maybe like edge could be interesting to see Ooh, there. Yeah. Cause this is supposed to be like, he should be done with the judgment day after this match with Finn Balor, but who knows Finn Balor might go over or maybe like, Whoever this person is, if it's the fiend, maybe they uh, fuck wedge and uh, you know cost him the match. But I'm thinking that's the most logical, or not logical, but it makes the most sense to maybe have him go against like you know a feud with Edge or I don't know maybe Drew. But right now he's with Karen, and this one it still feels like it kind of just started in a way. So I don't know if that that'll be over. I don't think Seth Rollins is the be- is the smartest choice <laughs> don't based do off of their last time they went against each other. But then technically Seth Rollins is supposed to be free after this Matt Riddle match. So then I don't know what what maybe Triple H wants to do the nice redo on this one. Maybe they'll pretend they never wrestled each other, you know? Maybe plot twist, but maybe he I, I hope it's not this way. What if he interferes the women's match and something with Alexa Bliss? So I, don't know. I hope to fuck also... not. Like, no. <laughs> I wouldn't like, re- redo that, but it's always a possibility now. I really don't hope cry. not. <laughs> I really hope not. We don't need her doing this anymore. Yeah, we that, just. That was horrible. I really hope not, man. <laughs> Bring My back Drew. Probably Drew, though. Drew's a fair one. True. That I'm thinking. Yeah. I if I had to, if I had to put a top three, it'd be Edge, Drew, Seth Rollins. Those are the only logical things that make sense in my head to like why he would, where he would interfere or make his presence known. Who knows? Maybe he does it again with Finn Balor. Isn't that the way he came back as That's a what, fiend? Yeah. yeah. So like more of a reason to maybe like you know if they're everything that this character has been doing. Continues to lead back, obviously, to Bray Wyatt and The Fiend. But, you know, if he's just playing all the hits, I mean, maybe he goes and has something with Finn Balor again just because he's been doing all the hits. And they have said it's been noted that apparently Finn Balor will have a, you know, fucking humongous push, apparently, uh, now with the uh, WWE. But I don't know why they would do another a dark entity like Judgment Day, quote unquote, if they're a dark entity, and then do whatever entity Bray Wyatt would be. So maybe they don't do Finn, but maybe he does pop up in this because of like I don't know the relation or I don't know. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. So let's see. Uh, I think that's kind of all I want to talk about on this episode. It hasn't been the longest one. It hasn't been the you know the biggest one. But, you know, based off of uh, what we have, I want to talk about some news. I want to talk about Extreme Rules a little bit. 
next week's show will definitely go down with a breakdown of everything that will definitely come out of uh, SmackDown this Friday season premiere. You got Extreme Rules on Saturday, and then we got the Monday Night Raw season premiere at Barclay. Unfortunately, Quade is one of the worst people to plan to go to a show with, possibly, because now he can't go. And I haven't bought a ticket yet, but I want to go. But now I might not, like, I might have to go by myself. I don't know. So, going to have to talk about all that and then find some other stuff to talk about for next Friday. Uh, I mean, for next episode, which should hopefully be out by uh, next Wednesday. So, I think that's all I got to say here. Uh, Quade, any other final thoughts? Yeah, no. Uh, my final thoughts is watch Extreme Rules. That's all right. <laughs> all right. That's that's fair. That works. So anyway, as always, you uh, thank you for listening. Uh, if this is your first time listening to Project Kayfabe, hopefully you'll enjoyed it. You know, maybe give us another try if this wasn't your favorite episode. I'm sure we'll have some good stuff for you, especially just being a part of the WrestleBuzz podcast network. Uh, like I said, you have us to listen to. You have the Wrestling Journal. You have From the Top Rope with Gurge. So different options for you out there you could follow us anywhere you get your podcast from and then for our podcast in general we do have pop culture that we do talk about on the other side of this wrestling and pop culture podcast that's with my boy finn you could check that out on the project kayfabe feed for all that uh you could also follow us on twitter instagram and tiktok at project underscore kayfabe you can find me on twitter at joe bro 316 you can find quad a on twitter at it's quad a and uh you can check out all the content we got, you know, we're going to have content from Project Kayfabe. We're going to have content from WrestleBuzz all together. We got a lot of stuff coming for you, so I hope you're ready. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you hear us next Wednesday. Uh, yeah, you will. I don't I don't think there is a hopefully. I think we'll be pretty good and consistent. I think all of us will uh, with all of our pods. So uh, looking forward to it, and uh, feel free to keep listening. Yeah, just keep listening to the podcast. This is a, the, you know, the podcast network. It's going to be big, so... Try to support us. You know, if you like the way you hear, just keep listening. All right. Peace out, people. Peace.